What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the podcast. America is going crazy blue. Rapid reaction show to the most unbelievable World Cup final in history. Top to bottom, the most unbelievable sporting event I've ever seen. Jay Martin Himmelstein, before we get into it, you usually get the first word around here, but we've got a special guest on the show today. The young man who watched the game with me, my son, JJ, wants to get the first word on what happened today. Jay, what was it like watching the championship game today from your perspective? Thank you for letting me talk. Wow, like it feels so weird. It's like, it was so close at the end. Like, I cannot believe it. Like, literally, like, losing to a game of, like, penalties and all that, like, extra time. It just so, like, nerve-wracking and just, like... Crazy stuff, right? What did you think yeah, of What did you think of the star players today? Who were the big star players of the probably game? Probably definitely Mbappe and Messi. Yeah, like, they put they like carry almost almost carry the teams, but like they both did absolutely flawless, amazing, fantastic today. Like Mbappe was like really good. Messi was really good. I just like those are two amazing, like downright awesome players, and I think are like one of my favorites. That's awesome stuff, man. So, Jay, what do you think of the commentary here from the kid? What do you think of the takes? I think we need to get him on more often. This kid's bringing the heat. Bringing the heat. He's a keen observer. He loves watching the game. We had a great time, you know, watching it today. Like, it was super exciting. Right, bud? Yeah. Really exciting. JJ, you just you just experienced the greatest World Cup final of all time, capping off the greatest World Cup of all time. That That's what you just lived through. It's crazy, like, I get to live Amazing. through this time. I, it's crazy, I just get to live through this time of, like, my life and, like, all this, like, crazy stuff happening. Like, it was, like, like this close. Like, this, like, teeny tiny. Literally. Close. Literally that close. Very yeah. slim margins, right, pal? Very. Yeah. Very slim. It was awesome. Well, hey, man, we really appreciate you jumping into the mix today and giving us your, your opinion on what happened. I had an awesome time watching the game with you. Me and Jay are going to continue to chop it up, but you'll be back for more. JJ, thanks for doing your first appearance on the show. We'll see you again next time, pal. Thank you guys for having me, and I'll, I'll just leave. See you guys later. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Adios, bud. I'll see you the, the, the perfect, The perfect way to exit. I'll just Kid, leave. Kid's, got, I'll just kids leave. got media chops. He's got oh, the yeah. chops. So oh. uh, now, now the adults. Hold on a second. I need a drink. All right, well, then I'm just going to hop in with the first word. Do it. Um, neither one of us had any skin in this game. Neither one of us could. I mean, we don't give a shit about France. We don't give a shit about Argentina. We have nothing to do with these countries. We have nope. nothing to do with them. Nope. Uh, we have a lot to do with this game, though. And, dude, just the the way that this sport, the way that it can deliver, the way that, like, at its best, at its absolute best, this sport delivers better than every other sport on earth. And this is coming from two Americans who grew up on football and baseball and basketball and a little bit of hockey. Dude, but when this game steps up and does its thing, it's just, dude, it just, it takes the soul out of you. It just, it enriches your heart. It kicks you in the nuts. It does everything it needs for you to walk away and be like, I don't know what just happened, but the emotions that are pouring out of me are just incredible. So I don't even know what to say about what we just experienced, dude. What the I fuck mean, did we just watch? 
it, it, I mean, it was just the most captivating thing in the entire world. They, they do the old fashioned uh, thing where it's like, oh, Hollywood couldn't write a script. It, it's true. All the stories that are the most sensational, that are the most crazy, tend to be the ones that are actually true. And this is another one of those things where it's like, if you wrote the story, you'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's the it's the hokey ending. But it was just incredible. And it, you don't have to be a fan of the game. Uh, you know, generally speaking, football is pretty easy to understand, the, you know, the general concepts and, and to, to follow it, even if you're not somebody who's an avid uh, you know, follower or supporter of a club or something like that. It's just incredible how literally everybody in the world was watching this game. People in Asia, people in Australia, people in Africa, does not matter what time of day it is, what time zone you were in, whether it's nighttime, whether it's butt crack of dawn in the morning, everybody was watching this. What an unbelievable thing to, to give people. I just can't imagine a more high stakes situation with the greatest players we've ever seen actually delivering on the promises. It was it was no uh, misstep or a slip or something that cost somebody or heartbreak hotel. I mean, Mbappe scored all the goals. He did all the things. And, and I mean, I just can't say enough of how impressed I am with that dude and just everybody. It was just the highest drama. I, it's hard to not gush. It was just incredible. Bro, since the end of the game, I have like 150 messages between WhatsApp and my text messaging. 90% of that is from people who never utter a peep about this sport. Everybody's watching this. Dude, Twitter, Elon Musk must be shitting himself. Dude, the amount of tweets that are going around the Twitter sphere right now, just about what we just watched in this game. The amount of social media influx because of this game, because of the performance that both these teams put on. Everybody is on board with this. Everybody's going to be talking about this for weeks now. It's it, this is incredible, incredible stuff, dude. And let's break this down. Let's, let's, break this let's down. talk about it. Can we let, let's just talk about him first? Let's just talk about the guy because he deserves all the attention. Messi is going to sleep tonight and he's done. He doesn't have to worry anymore. It, you know, there's nothing else that this guy can do, achieve, leave out for his country. Now that he does have the Copa and the World Cup. I think he's a half a step above Maradona in the grand scheme of things in terms of winning and achievement. He's not the global brand that tugs on your heart as much as Maradona does because uh, he's the OG. I guess, you know, the original always kind of gets uh, the most shine because of the, 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 the pioneering and the groundbreaking stuff. But Messi just you can't possibly say anything else other than he's like a Michael Jordan-esque guy. I mean, just greatest of all time. Maradona is now in the rearview mirror. It's, dude, it's done. It's done. Dude, you, you think about this. Do you know how many times Messi threatened to quit the national team just because of the yeah. heart-wrenching disappointments? Like, talented teams, he's like, I'm done. I just, I can't handle this anymore. I can't bear the weight of what comes down here and the judgment that comes with it. I mean, the emotional turmoil that this dude has been through trying to represent this team. He comes out, dude, they win Copa America. They start to build it. He now has a World Cup. Dude, he's in the modern game. There's so much more attention to the sport. There's more worldwide influx of talent into the sport. I used to be one of these guys that prior to about a year or so ago would be like, you know, I feel like Ronaldo has the edge. For two legends of their time, I feel like 
like if you need a guy to carry you to really carry the team to the finish line, alpha male, alpha dog, get it done. It's got to be CR seven. And over the last two years, what Messi has been able to accomplish with his national team to just complement everything that he's done for Barcelona and with with club success, he's not only eclipsed Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, I think he's oh definitely. He's, he's, he's it's not even close. It's not even close there, dude. He's Pele-esque. He may be above Pele right now. This may be the guy of all time. You just did what you did in the finals of a World Cup to win for Argentina after all these years, all the pressure that was piled onto the team. After you lose to Saudi Arabia and everybody's disowning you, and you pull through like this. The GOAT. Dude, he's the fucking GOAT. Well, and and to your point, he he didn't he definitely wasn't a, a dude on the back of, back of the bus. I mean, the dude was driving it. He was on top of the bus. He was serving drinks. He was keeping everybody hydrated. I mean, he was doing everything. Tracking back on D, I have to give it to the guy. How many times did he get a little foot in? He, I mean, he was he was half messy, half Golo Conte today. I mean, he was a little guy running around everywhere. He was keeping a little gas in the tank uh, at the end for for extra time and PKs for for sure, but. The shift that that guy put in, uh, DePaul especially, dude, the guy never stops uh, running. Just the the energy levels, uh, the sustained um, effort, uh, you know, from Argentina in particular was just an incredible thing to watch. Even when they were they were down and they were having their moments, they never stopped running. You know, they they never gave up. It, it's just uh, the greatest game I've ever seen. I, it just it is. Easily. I don't know what else to say. Easily. And, you know, I, I want to get into the tactics of this. You know, Lionel Scaloni. We don't give a lot of credit to, to coaches in the World Cup because these are kind of like your second class tier of coaches. They're either old and kind of in the twilight of just kind of like rummaging out until retirement. It's like that side job that you have to earn a couple bucks while you're clipping Social Security. Um or you've gotten into deep shit, like when Antonio Conte did it. Or like you've just gotten booted from a club and you don't know what the hell to do, so it's like yeah. a buffer job. Of course. Lionel Scaloni comes into this tournament. He starts these guys playing, like, I think, which was their customary formation of four four two. They get beat by Saudi Arabia. They look shaky moving forward. They find a way to just kind of mess their way through the group. They get past that. They go up against the Netherlands. Completely changes everything up, goes to three in the back to mirror exactly what the Netherlands were going to bring at them, provide that whip, and they go ahead and they win. They almost choked that one away, but they did it. Then they go up against Croatia, a team that is just dynamo in the midfield. He's like, I'm going to overload. I'm overloading the midfield. I'm going to blanket them. We're going 4-4-2. We're going to play with width. They're not going to be able to penetrate us. We're going to overpower them in the midfield. There's going to be bodies on bodies, every first ball, every second ball. You're not getting through it. And with a pivot man... And with Alvarez and with Messi, we'll be able to produce enough moving forward to get it done. And they whooped them. Then they come back and they do it here. And, and Bobby did up, not touch the ball in the first half. I, I, bro, I couldn't. I couldn't in, get over it. I, I couldn't bro. believe how. I think it was like forty minutes into the first half, he had like ten touches or, or something like that. There was a there was a stat that they threw out there. How they kept him bottled up in that first half, obviously much different in the second half. That Argentinian first half was just undeniably the most intense half of football I've ever seen one team play. I've never Dude, seen it was the tactics. Of- it was I- the tactics. They just blanketed them. They had nothing in the midfield. They couldn't get anything up to Mbappe because 
They had nobody in the midfield. Griezmann was fucking nullified to death. Dude, they put that dude to sleep. They put him to sleep. They had four guys there. Every ball, every 50-50, every second ball, they were winning. They were clipping, and everybody was pressing forward. And then just Di Maria played a pivot position from four in the mid to coming up to almost like switching it over to a 4-3-3. And it was fucking brilliant. And then we get up to the 80th minute. And then well, we get it to the 80th minute, and then everything fucking flips on its head. Well, just actually, hold on a second. I want to. I, I do want to go back again. So we get, we get the we get the messy penalty in the first half. He get he gets it done. They're off to the one nil. That second goal Beauty. was the most unbelievable team goal you will ever see, especially given the circumstance and the point in the game and all that stuff. Di Maria coming off the injury. What a finish! Just the composure, uh, that was the best team goal you're going to see, man. That that one's going to stand up against the test of time as an all-time top shelf, this is how you do it goal in the World Cup final uh, to, to, to start to put yourself some distance between the defending champions. And then the other thing I want to ask is this. When the hell is the last time there were two substitutions in a World Cup final for the defending champ? I mean, not I mean, not many nations have gone back to back into the final, but I'm saying, when's the last time you saw anybody double sub in the first half of a World Cup final? I, I mean, it didn't. To be honest, it didn't even matter. That had nothing to do with the outcome of the game. They were scrambling. They didn't know what the hell to do. Didn't the chomp was just like, you off, you off. The, the, the substitutions made zero difference. It made zero difference, and we can all say like, Mbappe was nullified. Mbappe is the man because of what he did. Mbappe still, I mean, the goals are there. We're talking about two penalties, so you would hope that he would finish those. And the other goal, it's not like Mbappe or France ever took over the game, but this is what France has been the entire World Cup. They've been opportunistic and clinical when the opportunity was there. They didn't dominate. I mean, I guess after the after the penalty, they had a run of maybe about 15 to 20 minutes at the end of the second half where they looked the dominant side. For sure. Other than that, no, they look like shit, and they were getting worked the entire game, but they were opportunistic. They had the penalty, boom. You had Mbappe on the other strike, boom. And then even the penalty at the end, it was back and forth a little bit, but still Argentina by that point, they had already switched the momentum back into their favor. They got their goal, and then all of a sudden, this thing is end-to-end like fucking madness, and he's able to score another penalty again. All right. No, absolutely. So now we're at, we're at 2-2, and I got to say, the one point in the game where I was like, of course, joyous that they scored. I was pissed that the celebration got taken away from me because I was like, "Is it offside? Is it offside?" On the on the the third goal, Messi's Messi's second, where the ball crossed the line. I knew the ball went across the line, but I saw the flag go up, and and I was like, "Wait a minute, is it is it off? Is it off?" Because you know everyone was going back and back and forth on whether or not he was. I didn't see anybody even really close to offside, so I couldn't truly celebrate that goal because I was waiting. And then the organic uh, energy and celebration was already taken away from me because I had to process whether or not it was actually offside or not. Uh, so bad job by the uh, refs on that one. But again, of course it had to be messy. It's just like the, the ball finds the guy in the most critical situations at, and he's in the right place and he finished it. And there he goes, putting his team up three, two, and then I have to tell everybody in my house, okay, everybody, the game is not over. They're playing the whole thing out. I'm really excited. This is great. But the game is not over yet. So we had a little bit longer to go. We did. And, of course, 
like we said in the preview, I'm like, if it just feels like the stars are aligning for Messi, uh, and then they were there. Dude, they were there up until the 80th minute. They were there until like the 109th minute, 110th minute. Everything was coasting. The Argentinians are crying a joy. And then, a, and then an elbow ball. An elbow ball. And you couldn't inject more drama into a game if you had tried. I, I just, you try, an elbow ball, and then Mbappe's on the spot again. Mbappe's on the spot. And you know, Emiliano Martinez, dude, the guy is... He's, he's a stud, man, and he's really tough on PKs. And he's sitting there, and he's trying to psych him out. The announcers were saying, it's like, does Mbappe, does he even think about going, does he go the exact same direction three times in a row? Does he do that? And then he does. He gets a hand on it still, and boom, he still nets it in. The guy is an absolute killer. You, you can't say anything else about him. He delivered on everything. He did everything. It was just, yeah. It was incredible. And the kid yeah. is 23 years old. He's going to be 27 at the next World Cup. He's got at least, you know, two more in him. God bless him if he's healthy and able to, uh, you know, stay available at the at the right times. But that guy's going to be, yeah, 27, 28 years old at his next swing at this thing. And then, you know, after that, he's early 30s. He, he can play three more. It's just yeah. incredible the level that this guy is being able to achieve. And he is just going to blow every scoring record that the FIFA World Cup has ever seen away. I mean, he's going to batter it. It's it's ridiculous. I, I may mess this up. I think he's one goal behind Messi. Yeah, for yeah. for career. World Cup goals career. at this point in time. Yeah, career. And we're talking about the goat, and he's one behind in World Cups. Yeah, yeah dude. I mean, if this kid stays healthy for his career, he's going to destroy every record of this game. He's a world beater. He's he's amazing. And, you know, you could see that he was a little bit dejected. He wasn't as jovial as he normally is after 80 minutes of getting your asses kicked. It doesn't take anything, man. Dude, he, he can just turn it on. He is so dangerous and so fast and so creative. The guy, he's just, he's going to take over this game if he stays healthy. He keeps his health in tow. I mean, Ronaldo, Messi, Pele, they're all going to be done with this kid. I mean, the game's he's playing in good hands. It's in, the game's in good hands. Pretty, Absolutely. Pretty exciting group of, of players to get behind. We've really started to see a new generation of players now uh, really starting to, to pop their heads up out of the sand. New talent. Uh, guys are getting bigger, stronger, playing different uh, you know types of positions than, than guys used to, to play in, in years past. We're seeing a different type of player. It's fantastic to see the game continue to evolve. And it really was. This tournament was just incredible. It had everything from Cinderella stories to legendary players to uh, a wonderful, wonderful final. Uh, everything that you could possibly ask for, uh, Qatar actually delivered. It's going to be interesting as hell to see and how this now full, spills over into the club football world and players moving from smaller clubs to huge clubs, guys moving from huge clubs to mega clubs. It's uh, it's going to be absolutely bonkers in the January transfer window, dude. I don't even care about club football. I dude, I'm as fans, we're all going to have a hangover. As players, they're all going to have a hangover from this. This was insane. I don't care what happens the rest of the season. This just made the pinnacle of the sporting world. This is it. So whatever else happens the rest of this year in any other competitions is just going to pale in comparison. No one's even going to give a shit because this is the deal. Um. Let's give some individual props out. So I'm going to give a lot of props to 
Argentina's manager because I just think the way that he navigated formation and personnel throughout this tournament was exceptional. Leo Messi goes without being said. We can forget. We've already talked about that ad nauseum. Um, Emiliano Martinez. He's very hateable. Oh, very hateable. My, my, my wife was sitting there watching the game with me. Dude, he pulled that same type of shit, like the you know, the head games during PKs against Colombia and Copa America. Dude, he does the same thing, and too many mm-hmm. yanks that thing like 10 yards wide. I mean, he's a but, tough, tough, tough dude to go up against during that. Um, he's and the, the save. If he's on your team, you absolutely love him. If he's against you, of course. You, if he's against dude, the you, save you he made, yeah, the save know, he not. made in like the 120th minute. The kick save, dude. Oh, this game's over, dude. France pulls this thing out at the oh. very last second if he doesn't come up with that. So, so beast mode for him. Uh, he gets props. The entire midfield four: you know, Di Maria, uh, Enzo Fernandez, all those guys. Dude, the shift that the the back line didn't have to do a damn thing half the time. It was the midfield four that crushed this and just broke France for 80 minutes. Those guys were exceptional across the, the Paul, all of them just exceptional across the board. So I'm going to give those three units. Well, let's say four, if we include the coach, that's what won them this world cup. And obviously things got frenetic and crazy toward the end, but amazing performances from those guys. Well, and and I'll, I'll throw a shout out to uh, Julian Alvarez. I mean, you want to talk about a dude running, that dude was just running, 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 nipping at every ball, closing everybody down, making everything inconvenient and difficult because those angles, they couldn't get the ball wide. And to your point, they were getting they do eaten up in the midfield. They couldn't get the ball over to Mbappe. They couldn't get Griezmann. They couldn't play the one pass to take out two or three different guys, which Argentina found those spots on the inverse way. And they were able to find those little pocket passes, find those little pockets of space play him behind and take out two or three guys with a single pass. That's why, you know, you, you saw them have the success that they did in the first half. Uh, but everybody on the Argentina side, everybody that, that touched the pitch today, they all go down in history now as, as freaking legends. These guys are going to live forever in the hearts of their people. Um, you know, in South America, it's kind of like SEC football in college in, in the United States. It just means more. You know, it, it just it feels as though, you know, these people are just living and breathing and dying by it. And you can tell by the amount of passion and the amount of emotion. Uh, their traveling fans were obviously just incredible. And boy, Buenos Aires is going to be a party town for the next eight to ten months. Bro, I live in a very diverse area, but I, I, I don't know this area as being like heavily Argentinian. You get a lot of Brazilians. You get a lot of Colombians over yeah. here. Dude, my noise cancellation is on. It is loud in my neighborhood. There are cars all over the place waving the Alba Celeste flag. There are people going nuts all over the place. And we're in New York. I don't know what the hell is going on in Argentina right now. They must be losing their damn minds after this. And good for them. Lose it. Enjoy this. Oh, I mean, this is, dude, this is pinnacle peak celebration time. Literally, what what means more to an Argentinian person on a day-to-day basis more than this. I mean, it, it's the number one thing that their nation identifies, at least in a, in a, in a sporting way. And it's a, and it's a political thing at a lot of, at a lot of times, you know, it's an opportunity for the Argentinian people to be recognized as great sportsmen. And, you know, it brings a lot of uh, shine to their, to their nation. And they have a, a great deal of pride in the players that represent them and they, and they should. 
uh, it, it's an awesome time uh, for them. So congrats to everybody on the Argentinian you know, national team. Congrats to all the families out there that I'm sure are, are crying and, you know, mopping up each other's tears and raising a glass and toasting to their, uh, you know, parents and loved ones and all this stuff. I mean, it's got to be an amazing time to, to be alive down there. Yeah, dude. Going back to a point we made earlier, I mean, we've seen all the Maradona behind stained glass murals. And you know, as amazing as Diego Maradona is, um, his legend will never go away in Argentina. But, dude, what, what Leo Messi has produced, I mean, if you look statistically over his club career and you look like, you know, this is, you know, for us as Giants fans, this is Strahan-esque. It's like your last-ditch effort to be able to go out and get something like this. I don't know if Leo's ever going to play for Argentina again. This he may shouldn't. be his true swan song, and I want him to go out like this. This would be the legendary, and this is the right story. This is the exact way that the story should be written. All the struggles, all the turmoil, all of the shit, all the negative press, all the people doubting you, all the people taking knocks at what you've done with your club career, as amazing as it is, because you've never got it done for you. You've never won the World Cup. You never won a big national tournament. And now you've won the two biggest ones that you could have competed in. You should hang He's it up. He's just carrying just, him just, around, just, just carrying just, him just around. Just hang done. Up. Do what you want to do with the rest of your club career. You've earned anything you want to do with your life at this point. You are the man. Just hey, bow down. I Everybody mean, no, bow down. Uh, no, 100%. So here's the deal. Uh, honestly, if, I, if I'm Leo and the timing is perfect, yep. Thank you, Argentina. I'm done. Thank you, Europe. I'm done. Go to Miami. Go to the MLS. Chill. Go, just go, chill, bro. Go to Miami. Go play in the MLS. Go tour. Go go fill every single stadium in the United States because I'll tell you what, every time Messi comes to town in an MLS city, they're going to ask to play in the NFL football stadium in that town. You better believe your ass because if, you know, a perfect example would be, you know, New York, for example. When they come here, instead of, you know, playing the Red Bulls or something like that, in Red Bull Stadium, what do you get, 20, 25,000 in there? No. Put that thing in the Meadowlands, and you will get 75,000 asses in those seats to see that dude play. I don't yeah. think that that is even a, a, a chance you wouldn't. And it, it, it's the same thing with Miami. Miami's not going to be able to play their games in whatever stadium they're building down there. they got to go play in the Orange Bowl or, or you know, the, an equivalent-type stadium where they can get 50, 60, 70,000 in there. Now, the beauty... He can do whatever the fuck he wants right now. It don't even matter. Dude, he holds all the cards. It doesn't make a difference. He'll win League One and he'll get that under his belt too, even though it's meaningless bullshit. Dude, this is just, it, it's epic for this guy. It's well-deserved and good for him. 100%, man. 100%. All right, so let's put a bow on it, man. Let's, Dude, uh, let's, let's, World Cup is over. No! Let's wrap it up. No! I don't want it to be over. This was what? so good, man. This was so enjoyable as a sports, like as a sports. This was so good. It was it, so it was, good. It was it was an unbelievable experience. I'm glad we got to talk about so much of it. And now yeah. it's all on record forever. You can catch any one of our episodes if you missed any of them. We're on all streaming platforms. Everything's on YouTube. You can catch us at TikTok at America is Blue Podcast. Jay, it's an honor and awesome to keep doing these with you, man. We're gonna be talking about uh, Chelsea Football Club, of course transitioning back to our hometown blues all right january or excuse me december 27th next matchup jay and i'll be back next week uh with a preview show uh, as we get back into uh the premier league with chels 
But uh, until then, everybody enjoy this time at the World Cup. Jay, enjoy the rest of your weekend with your family. And uh, I'll talk to you next week, brother. See you later, brother. Good stuff.